Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! And welcome to Mixed Bag, where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and mad about town. <laughs> what? Mammal. Mammalian movies. Yeah. Film history. Of film history. Uh, I am James. I'm Cassandra. And I am a neutral Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cool. Just so, I guess maybe that's how neutral Terminators, like, come about. They decide for themselves. Yeah. 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 It's all about, I mean, the moral of the story is it's about what type of Terminator you particularly Quite, choose to and, be. And, yeah. and we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Are Terminators like are they family based? Because they they are quite independent. They don't have a family. They do leave. Yeah, they leave. But they do promise to come back, baby. Yeah. Wait, no, they just no, leave. No, 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 they don't. <laughs> yeah. And they're always just they just yeah. melt into metal, which is actually quite fitting for our protagonist. But we'll get to that later. We'll get to that. How are how are the three protagonists right here? <laughs> going good, going good. Leading my own destiny. Yeah. Um it's summer in Wellington ish. We're getting up to it. We have beautiful days and then <laughs> batshit awful days. Yeah, well, yesterday was really lovely and then it just started raining down I on was us. big we mad yesterday. Much caught in the rain. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what everybody's interested to hear about is our <laughs> no, weather. No, just really uh, hot takes yeah. on the I'm just hot, it's hot day. It's on the cold times. You know what, Wellington? You can beat it on a good day <laughs> with rain. I was not dressed for the rain mm-hmm. and I was very mad when it started to rain on me. Did and you? not in a good way, Ariane and Lady Gaga. You got caught in a trap. Well, how about that? Um, it's also uh, Thanksgiving in the US. And here's my hot take. What turkey? What What in Caucasian hell? Like, what is... This bird is not tasty. Turkey is kind of like mild chicken. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's just like if you're like... If you're going to have chicken and you want it a little bit sweeter, a little bit less flavorful. Yeah, to me and it's like, just I don't like... Know, there are very few occasions which you'd be like, ah, yes, turkey. The That's bird, the exact meat I want. The bird is... Yeah. Good chicken. <laughs> the bird is too, like, big to hold any flavor in. Yeah. That's my take on also, it. Also, turkeys are terrifying as a live beast. <laughs> yeah, like, sure. I, well, huge, talk, bigger than you expect. Talking of terrifying, I think the image that is um, stolen Thanksgiving this year is the Peter image of, like, what if you were served up as a turkey? <laughs> Have you seen this, man? No. It's, it's just like, like, you know, Peter the Vegan Organization. Oh, right, <laughs> yeah, gotcha, I see, yeah. yeah. And well, it's like, just like a headless look, body. Miss Peter has always been a messy hoe. Yeah, and <laughs> like, everyone is like, is not new. yes, Please, like, yeah. <laughs> mood. I want this. I feel like this movie that we're gonna be reviewing actually feels like Thanksgiving a little bit. Like people are coming home to their uh, rural parents. Maybe. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they they like, we don't they... celebrate Thanksgiving. No, I mean, it's not an existing no, that's what I mean. But like, if there was, like, <laughs> they should have had a Thanksgiving. That's scene. a thing to me. Like, it. We don't really have like not even like because we don't celebrate it. There's no real Thanksgiving like movies. Yeah. yeah. Or you know. It's Thanksgiving movie. Adam's Family Values is a Thanksgiving movie. Yeah, one of the few. That's true. And it, honestly, yeah. you don't really need to make many more Thanksgiving movies after that because it just it I made mean, it. And they don't. And they don't yeah. didn't <laughs> done make it. Any it's more the Adam's Families after that. So yeah. 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 Well, again, they were like, "Well, we've done it. So yeah. that's all we need to do." Did that movie come out? That remake with Oscar Isaac, but it was it was, was it all animated? like animated. I don't know. That's no. been a gone. I think. Mm. I don't know. Has it? Maybe. Well, we can discuss other things. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> or 
audience, I'm sorry that we're your, doing your, the one your headphones have just been blown time. out by Matt's scream of laughter. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It was... <laughs> What? Why did we edge each other on to like say? <laughs> it was just a wild, a wild segue. <laughs> it was just like moving on. But I mean, what oh. were we talking about? Nothing really. Oh, we were so, so good at segues. Welcome to Pop Corner. Pop, 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 pop corner. That's what we were doing. All right. Case. What's everybody been reading, watching, listening to, playing, etc.? I uh, gifted something to Cassandra Tease, who likes a little bit of a mystery, uh, a little bit of a, a, bit of a, mystery. A, bit of a is, crime. Yeah, and aware of on this show. Before. We are just on the, the cusp. We are, we are just treating ourselves to the very first episode this morning of Phoenix Wright um, what's it called? Ace Attorney. Ace Attorney. Uh, we Ooh. it's it's a we we've played all of our switch games. Um, you know, ad nauseum. They have they have worn down their their switch like rubber, and now. Just scrambling around to find. It. Uh, and now we are branching out. Capcom had a sale, and uh, you are an Ace Attorney called Phoenix, right? And you are trying to solve crimes. And that sounds it's fun. I like a bit of it's a. It's fun. A, it's classic. It's yeah. retro. It's the. This is the old school. It's not like a also, new version of Ace Attorney. Their name it's is Fe- Phoenix. So Phoenix. you know, yeah. Phoenix Ray. Nickname. Yeah, friends call Nick. him Nick. For which some I'm reason, like, why? Yeah. <laughs> his name's Phoenix. It is. Yeah. Uh, it is anime, so it does have some like occasional like weird sex stuff where <laughs> your chief is like this like sexy busty lady called for some Mia. reason she's just in the courtroom yeah. and she's like, <laughs> like well done Nick. um but yeah it's real cool it's twists and turns um and the animations throughout it when people get like under stress are amazing they like balk this guy like had a toupee that kept on like popping off the whites of his eyes showing and phoenix gets like real like sweaty and like nervous whenever he doesn't know a question okay so can you actually solve the crimes like basically you are a defense attorney okay so you need to like help get your client off Oh, like, that's cool. By presenting that, evidence to that show how so that nerdy, but it. um, yep. it's getting me a bit hot. Like that. like, that's, <laughs> you, you'd enjoy this. I game. would enjoy that. Yep. Yeah, and the the core image of him, which he does throughout the game, is like sticking out his finger and being like, "Objection!" Objection! So yeah, it's anyway, it's so very it's, cool. it's a it's a vintage game, but we're oh, just excited nice. to get into it for the first time because it was yeah. on sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is happening with me? Oh, so as as Mr. Lover Reigns uh, knows over here and has subsequently roasted me about. Oh, sure. Um, okay, gotcha. I recently shelled out for Spotify. Spotify. Oh, my God. How premium. are you not living without Spotify Premium? I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know. Well, the thing See, is, okay, so originally I got Spotify <laughs> Premium and I was like, James, you can just have my login and we can share. Yeah, you can share. It's hard with Spotify because no, you have dumb. different music tastes. Yeah. Um, but sure, then James yeah. had an old and it was getting kicking was us off it in some way. So somebody every time I logged into Spotify on his computer, then you somebody would like in. steal it yeah, and like delete right. all my playlists. So I was like, James, I'm not letting you have it anymore yeah. because your computer is is being compromised. Yeah. Yeah, I never really figured out what happened there. But now I have new computer and I've decided to shell out and it is great. I used to have I I honestly I can't comprehend <laughs> no. not living so without Spotify. How I how I functioned before is one a lot of podcasts, but then also Google Music um, had Google Play, whatever, had this functionality. But so I would download albums and put it on there. But I have to be very selective about what I wanted. And most of the time, it was like, well, let's listen to the hunt, the soundtrack of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. And after a while, you get a bit sick of. <laughs> 
<laughs> soundtrack. So it's great to have the freedom. I have been uh, living up my my life, getting a nice sad boy tones with um, folklore, which Matt shouted out uh, last time. Um, Harry Styles, uh, Fine Line. All of these are pretty old albums, but I'm loving them. Oh, uh, Matt has recommended some awesome stuff, including uh, Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. And um, oh, what was that other one that, that was really fun? Um, all about Tokyo. Uh, I've forgotten her oh, name. Oh, Re- Sawayama? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great album. I really love that. Yeah. And then there was Dua Lipa, who <laughs> yeah. I looked up and then I started with like Diplo. <laughs> it was like, it's something like that. And then <laughs> it's definitely not Diplo. Diplo is a very different musician. Um, yeah. It's been great. Uh, good to have a soundtrack. Welcome to the 21st century. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See, I, I was walking around. We'd take trips around the south of France with my little Walkman, like with just my select kind of thing. So yeah. I'm finally branching out. Okay, Elio, calm down. Yeah. Teenagers. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have anything else. Popcorner. I probably do, but. I just want to shout out um, a, another podcast. Uh, so, you know, if you're listening to uh, us and you're wanting some more uh, interesting uh, stuff in your ears, um, I would recommend the podcast Genius, which I just finished their first season listening Ooh. to. It's um, Canadian-made, set in Britain. I would say the one flaw of the podcast is the accent uh, The accent work can <laughs> Does be it have a to little be bit to be desired. It is an adaptation okay, of Sherlock cool. Holmes. Oh, story. I see, I see, I see. Um, and it's about the um, a, a new character in the world called Sabine Moriarty who's uh, Jim Moriarty's right. younger sister um, and it's just really interesting really well like produced very professionally done like I found it on their website that they just use like stock sound effects from places oh, cool. oh, that's cool. and have made it together and I had no idea because it sounds so professionally well done mm, mm. and some really interesting performances but I think that the real highlight for me is the narrative and the writing mm. um, and particularly the character of Jim Moriarty who's like famously Sherlock's nemesis and is kind of this kind of psychopathic um, really interesting villain mm-hmm. um, and the way that they've written this character is like it's very it's like skin crawling he's so interesting and so creepy and you know you can empathize with him but also like he's like horrifying and very scary Um, and it's like yeah it's like it's it's very it goes to some very weird twisty very dark places Uh, but I would really get, I recommend giving it a listen if you're interested in fiction podcasts. It's only 13 episodes for season one. I'm really hoping that they... That's um, a lot. I like that. They get into, yeah, some some season two because it's it's ended mm. with a cliffhanger and they're clearly want, wanting to do a season two. Ooh, is dead it cliffs. a literal cliffhanger? Yeah. Like it's Moriarty and Sherlock. <laughs> oh my God. Guys, do you remember that like episode of Sherlock where they're like, you can like solve the murder between seasons and then the, the um, episode where they came back was just like, like fuck all these theories. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, similarly, so that there is oh. like a, we, we have a dramatic thing. But the the plot is an original plot. It's mm. just very much taking inspiration from the Sherlock Holmes era, but it is like the Benedict Cumberbatch version, it's set in two thousands. Yeah. But it's yeah, a very different take and obviously it's got a central character who is a total, yeah. <laughs> a total Sabine, original Miss character. Sabine. Sabine, who yeah. is um That's yeah, how you can tell they're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> Sabine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so strongly recommend. Uh, any nice. other things from me? I don't think I've got anything else. So up to you, Matt. All right. Well, I okay, I gave, gave in and watched the um, the Queen's Gambit. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. No, it's good. I liked it. I enjoyed. <laughs> um, Miss Anya Taylor Joy, she did that thing. Um, Miss Marielle Heller, she did that thing. She's so good. Oh, right? she's, she's so amazing. good. 
she's so sad. Like that performance is so sad. <laughs> Not Marielle. I hope she's okay. Like she's I'm doing sure she's, well. So she's doing Alma, great. Alma, yeah. Is Alma is a sad, sad name. Yeah. Don't yeah. you agree? Uh, Alma. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. It's like Sorry Alma. anyone called Alma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. um, we do have a correction from last time. I think we said that she was the director of The Queen's Gambit. She hasn't directed. She is, that. A, director. She is, a, director. She is a director. And an actor, but she yeah. is not doing both concurrently no. on this project. No. She's winning. She's a good director. She's a good actor. She's married to Yorma Takone from yeah. um, The Lonely Aunt, who's very mm-hmm. hot. So, you know, good for her. Which one's he? He's the second one. one. He's the not other. the ugly one. Not Andy. <gasps> Sorry, the, the Akiva. One, the other one. Not, well, there's not, three of them. Yeah, though. there's yeah. three of them. Oh, so he's like the slightly shorter one. He's the the one that's uh, the second, the Kelly. He's the, not the Michelle. Okay. You'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, I think I know which one. Um, I also like watch this. Okay, so my flatmates were watching this like Diana documentary, like whatever. I was like preparing dinner, and then like I was like, oh yeah, I'll watch a bit of that. Smash that whole thing in like two hours. Oh. So I guess now it's called Diana in her own words, which is on um Netflix. I know definitely like, I mean, Diana's a big cultural icon, obviously for '90s kids, and mm-hmm. like I remember that week, that month that she and Mother Teresa died, like the world stopped. Um, so, like, I know a bit of her, but, yeah. Um, Are you going to become a crown head? No, that's you're the gonna thing. You're so popping on that crown. I might watch season four. Okay. So, we'll see. Because <laughs> I've never been interested in the crown. Um, and now I might, because I was very riveted by Diana in her own words. I would also strongly recommend uh, there is a five-part series of um, in the podcast you're wrong about about mm. princess diana which mm. is excellent um and yeah it looks at a whole lot of different biographies of her life and other sorts of sources and Just, it's, it's a great, I, a great look, listen i get it i get it now <laughs> I think, i'm like after watching i'm like i think great. that combined with gillian anderson and stature i think in two weeks time we are going to be hearing your hot takes on the, on the crown <laughs> Yeah, if if it goes well, I might go and watch the other seasons, but I think I might dive into season four. Mm. Um, what else have I been doing? I've, I watched a few films. I watched a few films from this year. I watched On the Rocks, uh, which is the new Sofia Coppola movie. Oh, yeah. With Bill with, Murray um, and Bill. My Nepotism Queen, Rashida Jones. It was okay. It was minor. Better than The Beguiled. Yeah, the trailer At least now work. she's not erasing her biracial characters. <gasps> Sofia. No. Um, Sophia, no. <laughs> um, Matt held up a little warning finger. Too. Yeah, that was your one. That's for you, Sophia. Yeah. How you, you took that finger to heart. Um, I also watched um, Downhill, which is the remake of the Swedish film Force Majeure. Ah, uh, yes. It's, with Will and Why? I don't, I don't understand. Why would you put why yourself through that? Oh, no, it's weird. one was in another language and it's, it was like five years Especially ago. Especially yeah. since <laughs> Force Majeure is such a good, like, movie. Like, um, it was. <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus, though, was, so really, was really good in that. And um, she should do more films. I didn't realize that the recent Rams one with Sam Neill is a yeah. remake of a Norwegian film. Yeah. So sometimes if you can sneak it under, if, if people don't yeah, know. Yeah, most people right. aren't aware of foreign films, I guess. And like they like this so. general concept and they're like, oh, we can tweak it for like American or like Western audiences and make a big hit out of it. I, I still think, don't yeah. want that Tony Erdman remake to, to be made. Yeah. Parasite, forget about it. Oh, like, God, no. 
Um, yeah, I just can't think of many times where I've been like, ah, oh, I just really appreciated this English language version. Well, there's the so thing. There's better. sometimes, like, sometimes it like like seven, like Magnificent yeah. Seven Ooh, is a let me is, in. No, <laughs> not let the right one in. Uh, yeah, yeah, let me in as the, the English remake. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like Magnificent Seven is a remake of like seven samurai but right? i guess, but like, like, I guess taking it's taking that level exactly of, yeah you know, jump of liberty jump right yeah. Like yeah so i think you know like it it takes that sort of yeah. like you know extra mile to to make it's, it worthwhile yeah. I think. adaptation rather than remake um yeah. so don't don't you don't i mean it's fine but like you don't have to watch it i forgot um, what we were even talking about <laughs> yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> that conversation so went <laughs> yeah. um and and finally i i uh watched Fences in anticipation of um, my oh, Rainey's Black Bottom. Nice. Oh, I haven't seen the the film version of Fences. It's pretty long. It's mm. kind of stagey, but I think the strength of the the source material it does it doesn't matter that it's a bit stagey, and right. the performances are great. Like Viola is great, and Denzel is great. Oh my how's, god! How's the young boy? Does he hold his own? He's pretty good. Cool. He's um he plays um the hooded hooded justice in in Watchmen. Oh great, Javan. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So he he's he did well, but the stars are definitely um, yeah. Viola and Denzel and cute good little performance from from Stephen McKinley Henderson. Nice, our favorite African American <laughs> bear. Like he's, he's so cuddly. Like mm-hmm. from from Lady Bird um, and other things. Like mm. um, from Signature Theater. Like love yeah, I know. Yeah, in my, <laughs> my old alma mater. Yeah, your friend. <laughs> Close Steve. personal friend Steve. <laughs> um, and finally, I'd like to talk about music because james opened up the floodgates <laughs> i'd like to talk about the disrespect of the grammys to fiona apple because oh. that is the most acclaimed album of the year and so they, that's either it didn't get album of the year nomination, yeah it didn't right? get an album of the year nomination seems yeah shady very shady but shadier i didn't have a huge like before the grammy nominations were announced i thought the weekend was gonna clean up like it was his year he's got the biggest single um, of the year it was well acclaimed and he didn't get a single nomination which that's shady to me i'm not even in t- team weekend but that's shady because they nominated stuff that's like subpar i don't know many songs generally like, right generally don't really keep up to date with popular music in, in most genres but i do know some like bad justin bieber songs which i had heard this yeah, year, which yummy, got nominations yeah. for grammys which seems yeah. like a bad oh. use of your nominations. Also, because it's, I don't think that was good. Exactly, and that's <laughs> the same field that the the weekend was submitted in, which is the pop field. And then Justin Bieber kicked up a stink because he's like, "I make R and B music. Why am why I, I not?" Pop? Yeah, which is fine. I like which, that's a legitimate. Fair, but also, like, you shouldn't be nominated for anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, here's the thing: your team submits which categories you get nominated right. for. So it's ask your team. So like, yeah, get your team to submit you to R and B next yeah. time, Justin. The only thing uh, that I saw about the Grammys was like someone had like put up those images of um, uncut gems with Adam Sandler being like, "Who's this guy?" And they're like, "Oh, the weekend." And he's like, "He looks crap. I hate his shit." Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like right. the Grammys. Um, but yeah, apparently there's this big conspiracy theory that like they didn't nominate any of his stuff because he chose the su- to perform in the Super Bowl instead of the Grammys. Who knows? Who cares? I, I do want to congratulate my girls, Haim and and. Um, and Dua Lipa for scoring Album of the Year nominations for their wonderful albums, Woman in Music Part 3 and Future Nostalgia. And I guess Taylor, who's probably going to win her third Album of the Year. That's... I'm just learning now that it's Haim rather than Haim, which is what I assume Oh no, it's the Haim sisters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, and that's my Grammy hot take. Um, I hope Meg The Stallion also wins Best New Artist, and she just released her new album this week. Good news. Uh, so that's good news for me. Um, and Miley released her album. She's great. I love Miley. I love this new iteration of Miley. She's like part Joan Jett, part Pat Benatar, a sprinkle of Blondie, and it's a sound that works for her. It's called Plastic Hearts. Um, and from Plastic Hearts to Hillbilly Elegies. To, uh, yeah. From Plastic Hearts to Plastic Cups. So hey, that's oh. good. I could have said a little bit. I like that. All right. Yeah. Feature presentation. So, um, we decided to do this one. This is one which... Uh, this is a special event. a special event yeah. right. episode. Like, you know, it may have seen some of our previous episodes, such as the Cats episode, the Last Christmas episode. Mm. Mm. We've started, rather than doing a traditional mixed bag watch, yeah. where it's something that's kind of... I guess Rebecca also kind of qualifies. Yeah, yes. we, we've gone for something with a... It's a new release that yeah. we can discuss. And it's it just... There are films that, like, when we do a new release, it's, like, films that we are anticipating about we're dispa- anticipating mixedness yeah <laughs> yeah a certain uh mm. je ne sais quoi of bad <laughs> <laughs> and or maybe good yeah who yeah. knows yeah. yeah or neutral <laughs> as you know as we find out um so this week we're reviewing um hillbilly elegy which is um Starring Glenn Close and Amy Adams, and yeah. based on the memoir by J.D. Vance, which I guess which people will be selling. Does anybody have any history with this movie? Obviously, we didn't. But no. does anybody has anybody read this book? Does anyone have any history with Glenn and Amy? Oh. No, I haven't. I haven't read the book. No. Um, I have just seen the uh, the hot takes, and um, well, this this movie rocked the the Twitter f- first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we all got very excited to cover this movie for Mixed Bag when we saw the trailer, which came out. Yeah, I had. Ago. I had my own hot take when I saw the trailer, which I'm afraid to report was dismally wrong. Oh, um, <laughs> right. where I thought that that good, bad, and neutral Terminator. I was like, "This is another green book. This is pitched exactly right. It's going to take people by storm, even though it's going to be terrible." I don't know what the viewer count is going to be like. I think more people are going to hate watch it, like Emily in Paris. Uh, so it might still be high. Uh, famously Emily in Paris, bad TV show, got a second season because people, so many people hate watched it. I'll be curious to see how it does. I think, I think demographic-wise it might play well to mm. different demographics. So yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it we'll see. in a bit. Um, but first of all, uh, it's Matt's turn to do Movie in a Minute. Uh, mm. So I've got the timer set. Uh, and whenever you're ready, let me know when you're ready to go. Yeah, let's go. Um, so Hellbilly Elegy tells the story of J.D. Vance, who is... Um, applying for an interview at a senior law firm. He's working three jobs. But he gets a call in the middle of like this this meeting telling him that his mom is overdosed. His mom, Bev, is played by Amy Adams. And he goes back to Ohio where he lives and kind of treats her like goes to the hospital, gets her into rehab, all of that stuff. And in between, we see flashbacks Halfway. of... Um, his life as a kid in Ohio being raised by a drug addict mother, Bev, um, um, and his interactions with his grandma, Mama, played by Glenn Close, who's a tough-as-nails, um, tell-it-like-it-is type of lady. Um, and we see um, Glenn and Amy's interactions as well as they uh, battle it out. Um, last, and we see... Last five seconds. We see the man that JD comes to be, and he gets the job in the end. Nice. <laughs> 
It was actually, I was like, oh, it was good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know if he actually got the job, but we, that's um, a well, I, I think it said in the, in that little, like, oh, you know, at the, thing at the epilogue end. things. Yeah. 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 That's um, yeah. Well done. Good job. Um, do we, so, do you, do you want to talk about your history with Glenn and Amy? Yes. Cool. Um, so I don't know. I really love Glenn and Amy. Um, Amy especially, a- Amy I've loved since seeing her in Junebug and I've just followed her career, wanting t- her for her to win an Oscar for so long. Um, she never quite gets it because I don't think she goes for roles that are like Oscar bait. She mm-hmm. just does well in like... Until potentially this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then Glenn, I've always appreciated her. I know her history of not winning an Oscar. So I was like, okay, cool, Albert Nobbs, this is your time. Uh, th- she didn't win. She lost to Meryl, which sucks for her. Um, and the wife I saw, and I thought, wow, she's amazing. She, it's great. She's so amazing in it. And I thought it was her time. And it was. She wore that gold dress to the Oscars, knowing <laughs> she thought she was gonna win too. Yeah. Very sad. She didn't. Um, and seeing these two women who I care about, like I know, like the Oscars or whatever, but I do care about them. And seeing them potentially going for it and being in a film together. Um, was the main curio. Otherwise, this story would not appeal to me in any way. Yeah. Um, the one that... Yeah. Who did Amy lose to for the fighter? Because I think that's... Melissa well, Leo. Oh, yeah, right. And Same she thumb. was great. Right. She was camp. Like, yeah. as much as I... Oh, Amy's great in the fighter. Yeah. But I think she's equal to Melissa, and I don't begrudge Melissa that, Le- that Leo... Yeah, that it's Oscar, the show you're wrong. Because she was giving me camp mom. Like, she was just... Oh, she was pitched at the right degree. Because mm. this is, yeah, it's a similar kind of film, like The Fighter as well. Yeah. Like, that, like, I love two, Amy like, the Fighter. great female See, roles. Like, the thing about That's, Amy to me good. is that, like, she has certain um, line deliveries that, like, I, that, that, like, are etched in my mind. And that's why I stand. Like, in The Fighter, she has this, like, um, argument with Christian Bale about Mark, Mark Wahlberg. And she's just like, and he's like, what's your life like? Blah, 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 blah. And she's like, I like my life. Just like all the emotions that she had <laughs> mm. in that line delivery. And then again with Christian Bale in American Hustle, they're like, he's jealous of her relationship with Bradley Cooper. And like, she's making him jealous. And then she's just like, you're nothing to me until you're everything. And just those those moments are when I stand. She's a good line deliverer. Yeah. That's what I love most about her. Yeah. Because she doesn't display any traditional diva behavior that I would stand, really. But she's just a great actress, and that's why I love her so it's much. It's line deliveries, yeah. and then also just, like, those incredibly expressive the eyes. eyes. The big eyes. Like, yeah. the big eyes. <laughs> exactly, right? I think about her looking up at that old alien in Arrival, oh, in Arrival. and being like, I want to She wasn't connect. even nominated for Arrival. What? It's a insane. <laughs> and they give it to Arrival. Nocturnal, her performance of Nocturnal Animals instead. Is that I right? No. She Didn't wasn't I? nominated at all. Oh, no, that's year. right. Neither one got nominated. Yeah. Um, yeah, Arrival definitely should have been nominated. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know who won that year? Emma Stone. For Lala? Yeah. Not as good a performance. Not as good. As a, no. See, no. like, so if Amy won in Arrival and Emma won Best Actress in The Favourite, wouldn't have been mad. She mm. was good in The Favourite. Not yeah. The Favourite. She was better in The Favourite than she was yeah. in La La Land. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you've talked about winners and losers, right? Mm. And that you prefer the losers. I seem to, like, stand the losers. <laughs> like, Sandra Oh can never win an Emmy for a goddamn Aww. life. Beat by two co-stars who are both blonde and white. Mm. Catherine Heigl in Grey's Anatomy mm. and Jodie Comer 
in Killing Eve. And this is her winning every precursor. She's won the yeah. Globe and the SAG for both roles. And come Emmy time, hmm. she doesn't win. And like that factor, that rooting factor, makes you just care for the person more, I feel like. <laughs> like it starts from a place of fandom and then you see them lose a lot and you get invested in them. And yeah. you're like, it's this, It's not the same as when you're already standing a winner. It's, it's just like, like, oh yeah, I'll just pick like, you know, the, the team that wins the most games and that will be yeah. my favorite team. It's like, that's not the same as going through the It's less dramatic. It's yeah. less dramatic. Yeah, and you develop your kind of parasocial relationship. Well, I think person. it just, you know, this started for me standing Kate Winslet because again, she was the biggest Oscar loser for a little bit and then she won for the reader and she hasn't captured her pre-Oscar win spark to me. Mm. She's just... You know, like, she was great in um, Eternal Sunshine. And, like, she was choosing roles that were interesting like that. And yeah. she's not anymore, so. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess Ammonite is pretty good, like, uh, on paper. Like, I've, I've never seen I've it. heard mixed things about yeah. Ammonite. I do, but, like, I as, still see it, as but... a choice, I mean, like, yeah. for her career. Like, that's a Yeah, I've heard, cool I've heard like, in terms of, like, romantic chemistry, Saoirse is doing a lot of work and yeah. Kate is not. <laughs> it looks boring to me. Yeah. Um, God's Own Country, which was the... Um, Mm. director's other film was fine it just seemed like a like an english broke back fan what do you think it broke with kate was it like it was, the reader yeah it's when yeah. it's like when she wanted to win the oscar finally because mm. like again mm. like amy she was choosing these roles that weren't necessarily oscar bait and then she was like i don't blame them because at some point you're like fuck i just want to win yeah. yeah she was doing darker stuff like little children and yeah she's exactly like, let me just get explicit with that i'll sleep think with about, a like, teenage yeah, nazi in, boy in Kate Winslet's early career she was the one actress who wasn't like afraid to like take her clothes off and like do something more risky like that and now when I think of Kate Winslet's career it's just like how vanilla (laughs) you know but you know I still have like a little love for her like she's still pretty talented well talking of vanilla let's get back to because <laughs> they're, they're white. Yeah, should we, should we talk about our, our yeah. MVP, I think, first of all? Yeah, from vanilla uh, to butter. butter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So in terms of the contenders, in my mind, there is only one, and I've forgotten her name, and I feel real bad. Her name is Hayley Bennett. Hayley Bennett. Is yeah. this the one that plays Lindsay? That yeah. looks like yeah. Jennifer Clear, Lawrence. Clearly the best, most attractive person in the film. And me. also just the, <laughs> the nicest character, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm just like, she's trying I think so, so hard. Yeah. She's yeah. a good Definitely, mom. I think just in terms of facials, like I would pick Freda Pinto probably. Like, yeah. But in terms of facials plus character... It's definitely. I think Freda Pinto is not good acting in this. Yeah, show. yeah no, it's it's less attractive. Always combined with the performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, Haley Bennett is a good choice. I this think, and right. like, she's just very giving, and she's getting this it's random very like open, like, yeah, yeah, face. and good, random chemistry with the with JD. Um, some <laughs> awkward chemistry with brother, which uh, is not part of the. Hill not into that. To that know. wasn't part of the whole butter. But also me, like. But. What a good sister! Like yeah, yeah. Um, also, like, she's she, doing okay. She she's looks like Jennifer good. Lawrence. She does look a lot like Jennifer Lawrence, and which to the point where when I first saw her in this film, I thought it was Jennifer Lawrence, and then it was a close-up. Imagine and I was if like, it oh, was no, it's not. Okay. It was Amy Glenn and Jennifer. I know. I was like, that's a pretty state. I feel like yeah. I would have heard if Jennifer Lawrence was this. <laughs> they just buried Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> How about y'all? So you've given yeah. yours, and no, same with your cast. I'm, I'm in agreement I'm, I'm, with you. Yeah. Nice. I like. I think I Amy Adams is a very. <laughs> she's a very beautiful woman, but yeah, not, in this role, she is. She is role. ugling it up. She is it's doing the the, she the monster. The, the, the funny thing is, she can't quite like hide the pretty. Like still, like she's still very attractive. Like yeah. 
It's, it's the, the hair. It's the, the it's hair the look. and like the it's kind the clothes. of smudging on yeah. the eyes and being very like, you know, feral looking. Like yeah. a, you know, she's been out in the, it's in like, the woods for sorry. Like she's been out in the woods for days. Mm. Yeah. And no takers for for old JD. <laughs> Oh, Are they going to say Glenn? Oh, sack of potatoes, Jenny Vance. <laughs> um, Jenny Vance just looks like a very average dude. He looks like a Midwest dude who's been fed in, on potatoes and like he is he's well got a big cast because yeah. like that's yeah. the, who the character is supposed to be in terms of. Looks. I mean, like, he looks like, like the real the real guy he, and I mean, looks he's like looking than the real guy. Yeah, who we see at the end. I, and yeah, looks like true. the young version of Jenny as well. Look, I'm just um, I'm just thankful that they didn't cast Josh Gad. My <laughs> vendetta has started. Any time, like any role you could think of. About it, and you're like, you know, who would have been worse? Josh, Josh Gad. Would have been worse He's no Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a really Gabriel Basso. Yeah, that's a good name. Yeah, it's a good name, Basso. Yeah. Mm. yeah when I think very... of that, I'm like, ooh, what's that face look like? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that it face, is very. He looks very it's like a, dumb a name. I would think he's a Gabe. A Gabe. Uh, he like, does. Gabriel, like, I yeah, feel like he we go back personally is a Gabe. Yeah. Gabe's a strange shortening. Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's a very milk-fed shortening name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, what are the what are our bottles? What are we really supping on? Uh, so, what were the positives of this film? Uh, we I... love Papal. Yes, he's a very Papa, small role. Yeah, he's a very small role. <laughs> oh, you say Papal? Papal. <laughs> we like Papai. I do not know how to pronounce it because it's P A P A W. Papal. Papal. Okay. I'm just right. go, I'm like, taking it from Mamma. Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Papal. 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 Yeah, I'll, I'll find the guy because he was uh, strong. Performance does not do very much. No, in the film. he just uh, like embodies that. You know, like oh man, this guy's a legend. Off you see, like you know the the the, the actors. You can still they're doing their best, like, but you can still recognize the actors behind yeah, the characters, you, particularly when you've got stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roles. Um, this guy is embodying right full, full, full physicality well, when he leaned on the car door. Open, yeah, full hillbilly yeah. energy. He's called Bo Hopkins. He oh, was in cool. Midnight Express, The Wild Bunch, American Graffiti, The wow. Getaway. Like, this guy is old he has, school. He's yeah. been around. His yeah. slack jaw was serving. Like, yeah. Yeah. that was giving me the tea. I like, think he got, like, maybe three lines all up. Yeah. But, like, he, he was serving every moment that he was on screen. Like... Yeah. Yeah. And then when he was... When he was dead in the chair, I mean, I wish they had given it a better shot. Glenn Close goes right up to him and is like, oh, baby, or something. But, like, <laughs> the camera just isn't serving. I wish he'd, we'd given him that proper send-off. Although, he does get a proper send-off from the community because oh, they're hell right. people. <laughs> so, as, as they're... I don't know if this is a bottle, but... This is not it's a just bottle, an observation. It was a moment we enjoyed. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, like, when... Uh, they're driving around in their dies, hearse. They're, they're driving t- to the funeral. They're in the hearse and they're all yeah. in the black clothes and it goes past. And, and all of the, the, the local Kentucky folk stop as they see the hearse go past and they take their hats take off. Take their hats off. And stay with and, their hat And JD, JD asks, why are they taking their hats off? And Mama is like, well, they're good people. They're because, hill people. Because they're hill people. They're hill, we respect yeah, our dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good, and there um, are many an immortal line in this. Speaking film. of that, yeah, I there are some good camp lines in the film. <laughs> like it's mostly so. Here's the thing: it's like a line and a gesture. So like there's oh, one here it comes. There's one line at the beginning. <laughs> I can't remember the first part where Glenn is just oh no. So 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 Amy's talking to Glenn about like seeing her boyfriend or whatever, and then 
and then Glenn just says, "Yeah, it's you sit on it and you swivel." <laughs> no, perch you and perch swivel. You perch and you swivel <laughs> with, a, with a finger going up. So, so, so you with have a to finger combine up. it with the with the with a gesture. Which, mm, try it. Try it out <laughs> now at home. Yeah. Here we you go. Perch, Three, two, one. Perch and swivel. Um, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you for doing yeah. that moment thank with you. us, Rita. Um, so that was a metaphor for fucking, I think. I yeah. Know. Who knows? We, well, I don't know if these I are. I don't think it was a clear metaphor. It was, it was lost on me. I don't know if these are bottles or, or not, but I'll just read them out. Oh, they're all bottles oh, to um, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, all bottles to me. Um, okay. I got sequences, which we'll talk about later, but uh, she wants my piss because hers is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> from young JD. Oh my God, we have to talk about uh, it right well, now. Ban- bananas. This is a banana. Okay, this but is, we're talking about it now. This is. Yeah. This is. Look, Ron I think, Howard. Why? Okay. Did you show so, some context. The, the, the some enjoyment context. that this gave me is bottles oh. adjacent. So, the context is so like Amy Adams, um, her, her bev, you know, is needs a, a piss. A yeah. sip, her bev. <laughs> Um, needs a pee sample and obviously she's a drug addict so she can't she doesn't have clean piss so she gets um, she tries to get her son JD to piss on the cup yeah uh, yeah. and and he's like no no they have this huge argument it's it's a whole like kerfuffle finally Glenn um, convinces him to do this for his mom yeah absolutely he delivers the immortal mind (laughs) she wants my piss because hers is dirty and then and then uh, Ron, Ron Howard treats us to a shot. Father yeah. of Bryce Dallas. <laughs> we get the idea that he's going to pass. He goes into a small solitary room that and looks like, like a oh, toilet. Now we will cut. But no, we're going to have a shot of the piss coming out of him into the cup. Why did we need to see that, Ron? We didn't uh, need to see that. And a cut back to his face as the act is occurring. Yeah. I think it's a metaphor for this film. We didn't need to <laughs> see that. Wrong. Yeah, there's some things that don't need to be <laughs> here. Obviously, shit. like no genitalia is shown. No, but we but still get the stream. I was like, I don't we get the this. stream, and <laughs> I was giddy with laughter. Like I could not contain myself. It was right. wild. Okay, more lines. Okay, um, okay. This is from the character known as Math Teacher. You might think algebra is jail, but it's not. <laughs> These are, you know when you were in high school and you thought algebra is jail? <laughs> Everybody had that thought about algebra. He's, he's very, um, yeah, he's a crusader for the uh, the justice system, that teacher. Yeah, and it's setting up some really important messages later on for JD and his him getting his act together. Um, uh, Glenn, this one's from Glenn I from I love some Marmor. of Mamaw's lines. I think I know this one. Do you want to have a, have a oh, reading? Oh, this is, this is to um, his step stepbrother brother i was like what is travis. the term uh, yeah so his stepbrother travis at one point is... amy sort of just comes in and is like i've gotten married and they're all like what I'm yeah like, like to who to matt and she's like no i broke up with matt i've got this new boyfriend ken. Ken. and they're like who's ken <laughs> and turns out yeah it's this ken. kind of like sort of nebbish looking like yeah. asian man yeah and his son travis who is a bad boy yeah and they've been smoking drugs so he, he introduced um <laughs> jd to weed and jd obviously is like it's a gateway drug yeah he says um, it's a gateway drug that's a literal line from the song so stupid um i like i understand it his mom is a drug addict i get it whatever yeah. but at some point he acquiesces and he smokes weed with travis and then like they're smoking from a bong and then there's some commotion downstairs glenn busts through the room to get jd and um travis 
haphazardly tries to hide he the tries bong. He the bong, like, in his jumper. <laughs> and Mamma says, if you think you're hiding it, you're dumber than a bag of hair. <laughs> dumber than a bag of dumber hair. Dumber than a bag of hair. Yeah, you just say what's coming to the top of your brain. I can strongly relate to, yeah. to Mamma in that moment. Because no, some, yeah, it needs a proper well, metaphor. Absolutely. Because, well, sometimes Mamma, especially when describing dumbness, is really good. You've got shit brains. like Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else does yeah we've got the oh we've got the line uh, well she asks some dumb questions when her hubby is dead uh, and she's like how do you know and he's uh, he's lying cold and we get the immortal line from from Amy Amy yeah. from Bev who was yeah. who is I didn't have this one written down but it's like uh, how do you know he's dead and he's like I'm a nurse mom I know he's dead <laughs> it's uh, it's just golden script writing it's just like the matter of factness just like tickled us. It was, yeah. it was, it was, do you have any more lines from your, I have your sequences um, that are pretty wild. Um, Should we discuss some wild sequences? Yeah. Then? Okay. Well, well, the, the, I guess the bottle to paraphrase this first sequence is that I found, I have read some terrible reviews um, slamming this film. And so I was fully expecting like the, the nadir of everything. But I was really surprised by the quality of both Glenn and Amy's performances. Um, I was like, wow, these are here and there. Like, I think the script, oh, maybe I'm getting into some negatives, but I think by and large, Amy is really, really strong. And then there's like a sequence in here. These are these are mixed between bottles and bananas. Let's just dive in. I mean, look, we're going to go into, into the more... Structures are as helpful as we make this. There's yeah, a sequence... We're going to go into the jugular in a yeah. bit. So. There's a sequence where um, Amy gets upset, Bev gets upset, and it turns into a horror movie. Like, oh my god, the music. The, the, the music. Is, yeah. And the it, she starts driving because she's upset about... What was it? Uh, basically, like, JD casually tells his mom that all of his friends think that she's a hoe, basically. <laughs> right. And so she gets understandably pretty upset yeah. about that. And she starts and so she driving starts, yeah. that car real, she's real like fast. Her, her mm. foot is on that pedal... It's so not he's coming off. Worried that she's gonna like smash the car. They're all gonna die. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's the way it's shot and scored is the most like it's horror. Death is coming. And yeah. then like yeah, she starts like basically he gets into the back seat and she pulls over and starts just like pummeling this boy. Yeah, it felt like um, an early. What's that one? Um, the one before Jaws from Spielberg about the killer car. Um, Boxcar Bertha. Wait, no, that's that's my No, that's Scorsese. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Two films about killer car. It's not a killer car. So it's just a car. It's called like Drive or something. Not Drive. (laughs) But it's like Drive. It's called the car that couldn't stop killing. It's called um, Christine. It's it's a single word. Anyway, it it felt like like this bizarre 70s film all of a sudden where she's like, we could crash right now. It was serving me a a camp event. Extremely, yeah. Yeah. Horrifying. Because he like literally like manages to slip out of the car and like running through the fields while she's yeah. like yelling did, and running after I did him. really yeah. love like, the sequence because like we see this lady mm. who's just like I don't know hanging or washing or something ah, we love this we stand this woman yeah and yeah. he's just like my mom's she's trying like, to kill, kill me. me and before she's like she's get like, in my house alright like stop there I'm gonna call Who do you she's call? like I have dogs that will bite and, and then, then we cut to the shop. dogs they're little corgis, little corgis. <laughs> oh. yeah. and then he's like oh police police where are we and she rattles off the address right yeah. away 
Like, yeah, we're like, look at this lady. Good she, she was. Yeah, she sees a child in trouble. She's yeah, there but, to help but the her. wildest thing is she she locks the screen door. This and then Amy, oh season. my god! And it's, Amy just bats right through it. It's very like we're it's talking about Johnny. Terminator. It's like, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's Bev. <laughs> no, but she this, is coming this through. This lady was very present and in the moment in the scene, yeah. and I loved her. Yeah. Um. And and Amy is uh, Bev is able to like drag away young JD, who in terms of body weight, like there is. A, quite a discrepancy. Like they're probably about look, the same. Look, yeah. JD like, is you know, a chunk, okay? Like he's a sweet chubby boy. Yeah. yeah. He's also very clumsy. That becomes he, a Oh my point. god. Uh, things where he just keeps jump like he's frust- into He's stuff. frustratingly clumsy. There's, yeah. There's and, and a sequence. Like, no. But the funny thing about the sequence is Amy who like, you know, isn't the strongest looking woman, manages to like like push her away. son yeah. like straight to, through the door really easily like a dainty little thing mm. um and so you are not that dainty <laughs> like, yeah. yeah there's some i mean like we'll talk about some of the the physics and yeah. general, like there are some there are some plot holes i do i just i saw james's phone and there out. is a sequence called chuck the calculator yeah <laughs> which i think is a really good sequence where yeah i agree this is later on so we've had algebra is not a jail it's freedom yeah 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 liberated at, at some point this is now when he's so, living with my mom Mama has taken custody i don't know if it's legal no, he's no, just no. like she's, she's, she's he's just him. like yeah yeah of of jd and you know he's really tough she's really tough on him and you know he's Bad at math. He's pulling himself up by his bootstraps. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, really committing to turning his life around. The American dream. um, Yeah. Through his hard work. Uh, and so, yeah, he becomes better at algebra, but he needs to, in order to become better at algebra, yeah. he's got to get the special scientific These calculation. Damn, uh, and they were expensive. $84. They were expensive. Yeah. Those graphics yeah. unnecessarily wow. expensive. I never had a graphics calculator. I got by <laughs> with my little, like, with Small, one. the regular one, and this is what they I definitely did. made us buy them for school. Like, yeah. You must have this to do the thing, and, and then I, we barely I do used not it. Think that I actually need it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's just a it's like a fancy toy. Yeah. yeah, but it was eighty four dollars, and um, so he goes to like the shop. He's looking at it. He's looking at it. Decides to steal it in the most unsubtle fashion. It's the most like I'm stealing. Yeah. Everyone like, is the worst yeah. at stealing. Like this I feel like the guy behind the counter saw him do it. <laughs> like who can? And like yeah. he's so holding he, it so obviously. Like he anyway, he gets to, caught. He yeah. has to put it down. But, but then it's revealed that Mama has actually got it for him. She actually well, bought one. I I just want to dial back and say that he could have run. He could have run. Yeah. He's the worst. But thief. he's not. He did the flight. So it's no. the flight or fright or what's it like flight or fight or freeze. He More like. Freeze. Yeah. Fighter. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, the, the last time we saw him in a shop, he danced and literally knocked over oh, the whole entire stand. stand um, so. Anyway, so like we, he's in the car now, and we assume Mom has given him a telling off because yeah. they're both like really like not talking to each other, and then Mamma just like throws him a bag, and there's a calculator inside. She is bored. Mm. She's bored of. And they have a, I don't remember what they talk about, but uh, basically, oh no, she's like, you need to get rid of those friends. You need to clean up your act, da, 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 da. He gets angry and the shot is is framed from the side. So we're getting a large area of the window, the car window. And we're like, oh, this is an interesting shot. Wham! He chucks that fucking $84 calculator out 
What the damn ungrateful window. bitch. The three of us old booed. I was like, loudly. first of all, sir, <laughs> you fucking stole that. Yeah. Second of all, Mamo was good enough to buy you that calculator. Mamo does not have money for you. Third yeah. of all, she had to share one Meals on Wheels meal between the two of you. Third of all, Mamo is old as fuck. Yeah. You are just straight up disrespectful at this point. Yeah, like, and she suitably schools him and yeah. is like, get the fuck out. She's like, uh, and find that calculator. Uh, I would get out of my car and knock your ass and your head together or something. <laughs> Just other incoherent another, metaphors. Another great uh, like yeah. definitely a folksy a folksy mm. saying yeah. from Mama. And he finds it amazingly quickly, I must say. It's it was bright well, red. Like, it yeah. was bright red. Okay. Uh, but also yeah. he's not a very, I assume, a very athletic child. He's not a strong thrower. Couldn't have gone very far. Ah, uh, mm. Yes. But, you know, that's just me judging from his clumsiness. Mm. Any other yeah. sequences that we want to discuss? Anything. I don't know. To me, um, I just I just kind of want to, the last thing I want to talk about for me, maybe you guys have some more things have, to talk about. I have a about. few things to talk about. But... I mean, as good things. Oh, no. Just, yeah. like, to talk <laughs> no. about. Um, no, I was surprised. I was, like, um, look, the more the movie I'm going to get into in a bit. But I enjoyed Amy in this performance, actually, for the most part. I also Glenn was like, yeah. I think both of the performances I think, I think are like perfectly good with the material. They yeah, give. and definitely like Glenn has less to do than Amy. Yeah. And I was just expecting a lot worse and a lot bigger from both of them, actually. Because mm. yeah. from the trailers, they looked like they were going for the rafters. Yeah. And yeah. they were in a way, but it, that's what the characters do yeah. in that moment. I think it's a letdown of trailer editing as well. Yeah. Where they're like, huge but scene, huge scene, and actually the most in context. Part, like, their performances yeah. are pretty soulful and kind of elevate the movie a little bit you know like, I, I imagine this film with much worse actors in those roles would yeah have just oh, been could be too a nightmare to sit through yeah. <laughs> like, yeah well and the litmus test that matt was putting it to checked out pretty well of like is it better than julie no yeah uh yeah julie um oh yeah the Amy Ju- sorry i was like who the fuck is <laughs> who julie? Is julie our least favorite um, performance from, of Amy. Yeah, from <laughs> julie and julie although i have never yeah. seen leap year um, why would we? Yeah, why would we? Yeah. But also, she's playing like a normal girl in Leap Year. Like, who cares? Yeah, like, yeah. she's. <laughs> Whereas Julia is annoying as fuck. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, she was much no, better. Than yeah, she was I. This, she was that. much, be- much better in this than than yeah. Julie and Julia by far. Yeah. So I mean, just yeah, I think it's. I would say it's worth watching for that reason, but it's no, not. But I would say it's not worth pillorying either of those yeah. actors. And here's the thing: like I see you know, a lot of criticism know. based on like obviously the politics of this film, which we'll get to oh, in a little bit. <laughs> but I also think that the way the narrative framed against Glenn and Amy is really sexist by a lot of people because like we don't pillory men for like going for roles like this or like mm. you know the the narrative is that they're oscar hungry which is for glenn this is like again not a lot of roles are offered to her yeah like this is a good role for a woman in her age bracket yeah like and that's not her fault the script is yeah and that never like she had to write ron howard to like give her the role right like that's never um you know like illuminated in those pieces like those kind of Mm. think pieces about these things like yeah, so that that's like my kind of gripe about that kind of criticism of the film of these actresses in particular. Yeah, I think. No, what, I think that's really fair. Yeah, what makes a really strong performer is like, are they elevating the material or mm. not? Like, can you take a bad script and make it seem better? And like, we are getting performances that are not elevating that. 
and yeah, uh, yeah, we from Glenn and Amy, like those scenes are watchable. And Amy doesn't usually go for roles that are like again like this big and this loud. So I'm like good for her for trying it out. Like yeah. Yeah. you know, there was only that car sequence. It go, and that's also the filmmaking and the yeah. the script decision. But that that was the one moment where I was like, oh, this is a bit too big. But like, there's a moment in the bathroom where she's trying to inject. Uh, heroin into like her ankle or something and like that could have been a disastrous sequence if if someone didn't know where to pitch it but she was pitching it yeah really well I thought and I think there's also I I don't mind people going big mm. when it's in moments of extreme emotion yeah exactly that, yeah that would be, totally. it's not something well, you, you know you, well, you, to you me, can't do that that's scene. the thing like as long as it feels organic yeah. right because people do go big and yeah. these are dramas like yeah. that's what drama is like yeah. you act it out by you know going big sometimes because those are the emotions that those yeah. that's what's at stake like the stakes are high so yeah. when it's appropriate it feels organic mm. and it feel if it doesn't feel like you're just shouting you know yeah. like it's not look, just I, I thought they were better the than way. than the cats and cats that's all i'll say <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, yeah they glid that bar yeah all right so should we move on to our our bananas and our other general thoughts let's about the film? do it you know um, so i've got so we've talked about the acting yeah and I think I want to talk about this person, the third person in the trio of yeah. leads. I guess Glenn yeah. is supporting, yeah. but you know the three marquee names. <laughs> we got to talk about yeah the two to- people playing JD. Yeah, Gabriel, yeah. Gabriel, Gabriel Besso. So and Gabriel Besso, yeah. Otis, I, I think his name is. I don't is. know what his name is, but it's so funny because when the trailer first dropped, I watched it like a few minutes after it dropped. Oh, his wait. name. <laughs> was misspelled in the trailer and it was <laughs> cracking me up. It was Gabriel instead of Gabriel. <laughs> which so funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a lot in this film that feels like a little like the sometimes the extras feel a little bit off. Sometimes I don't know, like some aspects felt a little like like cut corners maybe. I, I don't know what Gabriel has been in before. But like this could have been a maybe not a star is born, but like you are like what a great opportunity! You are acting it's against. A big it's, role. it's like yeah. the Brandon it's a lead Ralph role. Um, Superman yeah. Returns kind of moment where it, it's like yeah, it's a lead role, time. but you're also acting opposite Amy Adams and Glenn Close in a film that will surely get seen by a lot of people, yeah. virtue of them being together. But you know, like guy, I feel like this guy's a real like he charisma re- suck. Yeah, like, he just, he's he's just not interesting to watch. Like every got, time we would cut, like and I would say also the the child actor that's playing him as a teenage age yeah. is also not particularly good. No, no, but, no. like I much preferred well, those. Previous we'll talk timeline. about him in a bit. Like, but and it yes. was the thing where, like, every time we would cut to adult JD, yeah. I'd be like, "Oh." The modern <laughs> timeline, first of all, was really boring because, well, it was anchored by him, and he's a Christmas act, and it's yeah. not as well written, obviously. But like, yeah, he does have moments in the film where mm. you know his quote unquote scenes, which some of it is decent, b- mm. but that's like what you expect from any, Possible, yeah. you know, yeah. good actor, but like, yeah, solid actor. Like and, actor but then yeah. some <laughs> scenes are just, uh, well, and it starts out, starts out so rough. So we get like uh, them in the childhood kind of period, which is fine. Like there's some stories there, but like his first few scenes, Gabriel's first few scenes, oh I just, oh. you, we have no idea what's going on really. It's all just it's- like, there is a like a hilarious. I was gonna say, can we talk about We've the scene? Talk about the forks. The forks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forks so in the road. The yeah. whole thing is like JD. He's he's not at home in this world. He's a country boy. You know? He's a simple country boy. Yeah. He doesn't understand. A waiter comes like up to him. Wine and and dining fork. Chardonnay or Sauvignon Blanc. And, and he's, he's like, just like bewildered. Oh. <laughs> 
And yeah, he has one. like an internal crisis. Yeah. And it's this thing of like, like first thing we were putting out, like this is set in 2011. Mm. So like you have Google on your phone. Like if you need to know well, wh- like mm. where the, which fork you use at which time, you well, can probably look that up. To me, like, like obviously we're like wine drinkers here in New Zealand. That's yeah, fine. New Zealand maybe is obviously not, like, we're a bit more au fait with wine but because, yeah. You know. to me, I'm just like, fine. Maybe you, you experience a lot of culture shock the first instance. But you would be thinking of, like, you know, it's contingency like, plans in your head. And finished, but I'm also, like, at this point in his life, he's finished Yale. Yeah. He's looking, he's, like, finished his degree, right? So he's looking for an internship so yeah. he can progress into his career as a lawyer. So in that amount of time that you've spent in Connecticut, like, yeah. learning, like, you know, in law school, all these things, like, at some point during that, you're going to have tried a Sauvignon Blanc. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I just, the wine yeah. part And, just, like, just well, me. and the it's filmmaking is, like, going along with that as well, where it's not, like, Oh god, I'm it a little feel- bit worried. It's like they have he's like, he looks it horrified. It feels like such high stakes. Yeah, like it really he's, should be. So like the forks and the like weird bun is like shot with a shallow depth of focus, so it's like oh, oh, it like starts feeling <laughs> horror filmy again. And it's like well, it's okay. <laughs> like Well to me I'm also just like look you can watch other people eat. Like, it's not hard to yeah, figure out a copy. fork. Just read the room. But like, like also, yeah. Re- read the room is basically what it is like you're yeah. not a good faker like even if like you know you can turn it on like you know put on some folksy charm but like oh i don't know which which yeah, of these folks to they'll use think that's charming right like, like he is not good in the social situation there is <laughs> like a real and then we get to the dinner scene and yeah. which like everybody treats him like this oddity that they've never come across somebody from like kentucky, kentucky before in their life sir and this guy's just like, oh, like, oh, you know, I guess you think they're all rednecks now. And it's like a racial slur. Like, yeah, the way, the way that he's like, in the film. you can actually call but it it's so f- it's like, like, it's just so dumb because, like, surely at that level, they have met smart people from all around America. Yes, it's like, yeah. it's <laughs> not realistic that these people would have ab- absolutely no experience in dealing with, like, you know, and it's, it's, it feels like it's written, it's, it's amazing to me that this is written from somebody's actual experience, right? supposedly, yeah. because it feels like somebody who's trying to imagine what, like, an experience of being a fish out of water would be I like. I wonder yeah. if it's a failure in, in adaptation of that mm. scene, anyways, at least. I mean, mm. there's a lot of failures of adaptation in But this yeah, if it's scene. like, because it's like, I can imagine like feeling uncomfortable, like you know how you would write a yeah. scene that would show somebody feeling uncomfortable in the situation, but it just doesn't does not read all as realistic yeah. that these people are like basically. And also, yeah, it- and it's just and it, well, and like also it's a failure of like both characterization and like performance. But like he he gets on his phone with his girlfriend, and we get like the most obvious like first draft like script kind of stuff of like I know there's so many damn forks I don't know what to do <laughs> it's literally like isn't it like in Titanic when Jack has to go have dinner with Rose at one point mm. and he like learns the fork yeah exactly <laughs> and, like, and he doesn't he's he doesn't no, go I don't know he's no Leo yeah. yeah he's no Leo um, and but then you what, can't just you just can't steal that from film that came out in 1990 well what doesn't <laughs> help is like on the other, other other end of the phone is Freda Pinto and she's not giving a lot or she's giving well, too much sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just, she doesn't feel at ease with her role. She's, you know, like the role is perfectly pleasant. It's nothing to write home it's about. It's an absolutely but tiny role. It's it, just It like... feels just like, she, yeah, it's failing on both ends of this conversation. Yeah. And then he gets another call from his sister, Lindsay, mm. who was holding the fort. Yeah. Um, telling us that her mom, their mom is um, OD'd. And guess fucking what he does, reader. James, what does he do? 
He stays. He stays at the dinner. Yeah. And so and we, like, we already, and he's more wound we up. We were like, like, you go to your mum. She's in hospital. So already, <laughs> we are on the wrong foot with JD. Yeah. We're supposed like, to, like, you sp- you can have flawed protagonists, but like, continually this dude yeah. makes the worst calls. And we're supposed to be like, ah, oh, he comes from a hard upbringing. Like, he's, he's, he can't express himself emotionally. But it's like, no, nah, I just don't think... Uh, Gabriel is too good at expressing and his emotions. And he's, he's hmm. just at this level the entire movie. Yeah. He never really saw us. He has, he's very gormless. Yeah. Like he's, both him and the boy are both yeah. like gormless, gormless he's, actors. He's got moments where he rises to serviceable, but never beyond that. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I wish, like, in a process of adaptation, actually, like, do a more radical adaptation. Like, I don't need, I don't need JD to be the center of this whole thing. Like... I, I want to follow the Lindsay story. Or... Yeah, Lindsay was serving. My, like, clearly a superior in like, all of yeah. their scenes. Also, <laughs> yeah, also three, Lindsay, three generations of women. Yeah. Like, that's more yeah, interesting to me. And Haley Bennett also was doing double the work in both timelines. Like, Amy and Glenn were doing double the work. Yeah. Yeah. Haley so was also doing the playing work. playing like a teenager. Teen- which yeah. Like, I think she kind of pulled pretty, off, actually. Pretty well, yeah, considering. Yeah. She, yeah. Uh, there's a sequence where they're making Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> she blows has to like blow the egg on an egg yeah. and Matt and I had no clue what was happening <laughs> so we just thought she was eating an egg real bad uh, it's all coming out the end what are you doing I thought she was showing off a sex trick to her mom I was like look <laughs> what I can happening? do I'm a hoe too I'm a bad girl but oh no God. she's not no. actually she's not a bad girl I judge her way too quickly there was a, she's there was doing a... great she's a shoe saleswoman <laughs> I know and she loves her she's brother she's four children <laughs> there was a sequence while we were watching where um later on in the film where amy adams in the later timeline where matt was watching the film and and uh, amy goes into the motel room to the (laughs) side of the room and matt was like wow she looks like a horror like something like that like a horror movie icon whatever like like the grudge or something right but he kind of mumbled it and i i have bad hearing as it is (laughs) thought matt was just like uh she looks like a whore it was <laughs> James was like what? Yeah, I was outraged and confused, oh. and uh, yeah. I want to bring up uh, some of my my little um, plot hole quibbles, which, as I've you know mentioned to you guys, yeah. it stated at the beginning of this that Glenn Close's character uh, left oh town God. at yes. age thirteen because she was pregnant. Yeah. Later yeah. on, we see she has two daughters, yeah. and the Bev is the older of the two daughters. So that implies that Amy Adams' character is only supposed to be 13 years younger than Glenn Close's character, which is not at all how they are styled. Doesn't look no. That is not at all like but then the casting it's of the actual though, Because like, it must be true, because we see because the real Mamma and, and Amy and right. Bev. At that, I guess they just aged really bad. I mean, maybe this is your bad, yeah. bad aging. I do yeah. not know. Well, when you see the photos at the end, you you see how good the makeup job they have, kinda they, is. Yeah. They've oh done yeah, big bottle, The makeup of this film deserves the Oscar. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it. Makeup. Really yeah. good. Yeah, um, and not only uh, the hair and the look, but there's a bit where Amy Adams has like cut her hand. Um, like, oh, it's very and gross. it is very visceral. It's you see really the um the... But realistic gross, yeah, not yeah. like <laughs> like uh, it's it's intended to be gross. Yeah. yeah. What was the what was that word I used last time for the Meg that was gout. wrong? The gout. <laughs> you see the gout, the gout. on the hand. <laughs> um, oh my um, god. So my my second thing about it. So hillbilly elegy. We've got this whole sort of like it's the hill country of Kentucky. Mm. 
is the supposed setting. But in the opening sequence, it's about like the boy talking about how he always spent his summers in Kentucky, yeah, but, but then his lived... family would go back to Ohio where they actually lived. And yeah. that includes the grandparents. Yeah, so mother. they all lived in Ohio. So I'm like, that implies to me that every other sequence in this flashback actually takes place in Ohio. Uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. why is Kentucky a part of this? And like the bit when she's like, oh, they're all hill country people. I'm like, are they? Are we in Ohio or are we in Kentucky yeah, right that now? Was, where that are was we? confusing because, so, okay, so clarifying, Ohio is a Midwest state yeah um and kentucky is set the south so, so it's, it's like, supposed to be uh, like appalachian yeah. appalachian and it's like, yeah. that's the kentucky area yeah that's but, that's the kentucky area exactly but and, but it all seems to take place in ohio so like, weird. why are we talking about kentucky kentucky's where you went for holiday when yeah. you were a child like that's not... i guess it's it's the shared history of the family from kentucky but like yeah grandma- I... if your grandmother is the person <laughs> that lived like i don't talk about like oh i'm from fielding basically because my grandma's from fielding yeah. like that's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's they count. really try to make that point. that's hillbilly allergy <laughs> they uh yeah when because they in the fir- in the opening sequence they t- all take a photo together and we get these flashbacks yeah. of like where the family like came from but Which it's very tangential like, yeah and i'm like that was a nice that was a good sequence, sequence but yeah. i was also like it was a bit, feels a bit weird that they did not use that convention in any no, other. No. There was no well because i mean what's one of the things about this film is that they don't try to draw it into broader social patterns and yeah, society I think if, if, and, yeah. if they're not gonna go yeah. there at least um, <laughs> emphasize the history and the family. Like, if they're gonna move away from the right wing politics, which we'll get about, get into in, yeah, in a bit. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Maybe if, I think they're still in there. <laughs> they, they are definitely still, are in, still there. in there. And the yeah. dialogue gets peppered throughout. <laughs> but yeah, maybe yeah. they emphasize could have emphasized something else in its place instead of just leaving it like mm. blank. Yeah. Well, with the politics, it's kind of like tried to like be peppered in, in like a folksy kind of. Yeah. Should way. we talk about the politics? Yeah. yeah let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so JD Vance, famously Republican. <laughs> yeah. As a real person. Yeah. Um, and so my understanding is that the book of Hillbilly is a lot heavier with the like. It's all about individual effort mm. and pulling yourself yes, up by yeah. your bootstraps, and you know, like the reason that all of these people in my family have been stuck in these cycles it's, of poverty and addiction is because of their own lack of, you yeah. know, stick to or whatever. Yeah. Um, which is a bad message. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's bad in the film as well. Like, And yeah, the film doesn't quite make that as explicit, but yeah. it is very much like there was a montage, which is just basically JD just deciding to clean up his act. Like literally clean up. Literally, his just like, I'm like him do the cleaning. Yeah. and I'm gonna get a job, and I'm gonna say goodbye to my druggy friends. Mm. Like I don't need them in my life; they're just dragging me down. And there is kind of like a, a it's not. I don't think it's intended to be the message. It really isn't intended no, to be the message. It's but not. one of the underlying things is kind of like fuck your family. Mm. <laughs> you need to look out for yourself. Yeah. Well. Like that whole sequence. So there's that we talked about the heroine sequence, like near the very end of the film. Amy Adams is like at her absolute lowest point. Yeah, she's in a motel. Yeah, yeah. we get this technique. There's this motif throughout where she holds out her hand and it's like quivering, yeah, and like JD with takes it. Yeah. yeah, and a heroic moment in the film, uh, like especially with the music, is him being like, "I need to go." I need to do my own thing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, make so sure. He, he he's like, the, the line her. is, he's like, make sure, stay here till Lindsay gets here. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, he doesn't just know Just chill out, take five. Yeah. At some point, 
he's just wrested a heroin needle off his mother yeah. and like had to like smash the thing, like inject it down the sink, throw it in the toilet, um, yeah. and like she is going to like die. Basically, basically. She the is most gonna keep going until she. One dies. of the most horrific things you've seen in your life, yeah. like. And it's so, and it's really sad. It's sad. And, like the way that like Amy is playing it is like yeah, she's just so you know caught yeah, in this she's addicted trap that you know she she cannot be left by herself without going back into it and yeah and it's it's like oh i've got to go drive for 10 hours to go have my interview yeah god and it's like and he just first of all we just he'd be like you are a bad son you are a bad son we we assume always you could always ring them up and say i've got a family emergency yeah this is like when they first sort of ring up like and he says is there any other time they're like no sorry like he doesn't say at that point my mum's in the hospital but like but also why couldn't he like so we get to the interview room at the end of the film they're like five guys why couldn't he go last (laughs) exactly yeah can we push it a little bit takes a while yeah Yeah. like it's just gonna be like an hour each, yeah. Half an hour each at least. Like, yeah. Right. And so all throughout the film, like, because that's set up like in like the, in the end of first act or whatever. And all throughout the film is hanging out with um uh Bev and, and whatnot in the, the modern day kind of timeline. Um and we're assuming like, oh, he's gonna stay, he's gonna make the call. I don't need the interview, I need to look after my, my mother or whatever. Mm. And like I dig that message, like she needs yeah. help. And it would be a good sort of, you know, like growth on his part mm. from the fact that he stayed at the dinner when he was supposed yeah. to go to you know yeah like, he waited until the end of the meal getting, before he went to go to see his mom in the hospital and we're getting this message from mama i, I always whenever i come up to that name it's like a hurdle like, like mama uh, where it's, she's it's like not in our accent. it's, we can't it's do definitely it. not it, it's not um natural to the kid it's not yeah. natural to the kid mama. <laughs> where, where mama. she's like family is so important like you need to look out for your family yeah and it's but it's it's always framed in this way of like uh that's her excuse for Mm. why she is like justifying amy's behavior yeah like when her her character is like you know like it's like it's like in the scene where she makes him (laughs) piss into the cup it's basically the thing of like you need to do this for your family yeah and so it's framed as like a bad thing but having to stick by helping out your family is just keeping you chained to the cycle yeah and it's like, yeah, d- don't enable your family's yeah, like bad habits, but thing. you still need to look after your family. But yeah, like, but that, that's not that's not the message of this film. The yeah. message of this film seems to be like, yeah, no, fuck your family. Mm. Just, you're just go enabling off, them. Go off, get that big you job. Go and get your job, and that's but the only then, way you can escape the cycle. But then they have this weird like message, like when he yeah. does get into his interview where he's like, like yeah this. there's like a little voiceover being like that's why i remembered that i need to that my family will always be a part of me and blah, blah, blah. and it sounds so like like oh shit we've actually accidentally <laughs> made a film that says fuck your family yeah. and so we have to put a voiceover here to, yeah, to what? change that but that's not the message the film fuck has been you, telling JD. us like, it is not a message the film has been telling yeah. us it's been saying like look out for yourself and there's no sort of there's no comment at any point about like why that these people might be in this situation yeah like yeah. There's a whole. There's a bit where Amy's in the hospital. She's had her overdose, and yeah. like the hospital are going to kick her out because they don't have the money she, that she can't stay in there longer. And like uh, Lindsay points out, like, oh, like she her insurance lapsed, and that yeah. JD gives her this look of like, oh, like another thing you fucked up, mum. Yeah. As opposed to like, hey, maybe health insurance is a bad it's, system. It's funny <laughs> because I think it's also weird because I think the film does in little like snippets. Um, frame JD as this like more liberal person which I'm like he watches like the he's interested in the Lewinsky he news likes the news he, as he, a child yeah but he wa- specifically the two news items that were mentioned were like something about Clinton and something about like Lewinsky or something like that and I was mm. like 
okay, but we all know his politics, right? Well, maybe he was like, yeah, get him. Like, I he was watching I don't, I don't like, think that was... I hope Lewinsky, I, I hope the Lewinsky case that makes Clinton fall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh no no his like sorry no we, we saw Al Gore on the on the TV while uh, Whitney was playing right. and I then to Al Gore, right? he wanted right. he wanted to listen and to Al Gore he's more liberal because he has an Indian girlfriend yeah as yeah well, and that's well, really the, the big sign of his liberalness yeah but yeah it's just <laughs> so uh, stupid this film is so dumb I hate yeah. it yeah well it's mostly boring it's mo- a lot of it is <laughs> it's, boring yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is boring, or it's just sad. Like yeah. you're watching it, and you're like, "This is just a sad story." Honestly, and I'm sad that this, what this man took from this life, yeah. is like, uh, I like, I've really like looked out for number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, and that's, that's the, the end yeah. of it. And I prefer yeah. if they like, I don't know, like to, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but like tackle explicitly why that like different disenfranchised like community might want to like vote for someone like Trump. Or I whatever. think it's a much better approach like, yeah. but they don't so it's go like into that let's wrestle with thing. it let's try to like understand because uh, you know it's not exactly like oh it's not my top viewing want to like sympathize with trump no, voters. i mean yeah obviously there is a lack understand, of, empathize, yeah. of stories of this you know region of people whatever but yeah i feel like if you are going to tackle people from Appalachia or like from supposedly that that's yeah. what they're tackling that they're from Ohio yeah. <laughs> um, then yeah just you know there are things that you can't ignore yeah. that you kind of have to tackle yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's it's afraid to get into anything political yeah and it means it's just this toothless kind of just yeah. sort of sad story about like oh yeah that was this is what a sad time for you yeah but I yeah I don't care enough it's not enough of a huge like you yeah. know interesting story for me to be invested yeah. in that for and the entire they, film they pepper in african-american actors here and there and it always feels like it's almost always and it's clearly like not intentional in the filmmaking part yeah. but it's often people that are like the people who jd has to like run the credit card but by is, and they, he can't yeah. afford the money people that like decline his but card. this is always the case with these movies where like the the main cast is always white they like they, black cop right always exactly a black cop. right mm. yeah like, <laughs> authority figure like yeah. oh god like calm down like yeah and and in fact it ends up framing it as kind of like oh you know the because the black people the authority figures it's like ah they're the ones doing fine it's us real like white southerners that are the ones that are really um you know yeah that are really dealing with stuff no i think yeah this movie is well whatever i mean like also the filmmaking is not particularly like i like ron howard as a storyteller in some of his films like yeah, I know, I think, I've watched a beautiful mind, so I don't know about that. <laughs> I think like like I have well, this is me revealing my my lack of Ron Howardness, which isn't exactly showing my ass because you know he's not like a he's not like the number one you seek out, but like Apollo thirteen and Rush and stuff like that. They're pretty good Rush. films. Yeah, oh, that's good. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I've seen any of these. Yeah, I actually haven't seen either of those two, but I hear they're good. But I'm like oh, like God, he is James. a he is James. a filmmaker that has clout, right? I enjoyed like Frost Nixon was fine. Like, yeah, I saw right. that. That was okay. Uh, and there's just not like a particularly strong directorial hand. Yeah, I don't think this. he's a visionary. He's a perfect journeyman he's a director German, yeah. who only really has a name because he was an actor beforehand. Yeah, he was in Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. does a great voiceover for Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. R.I.P. to think, that. I mean, I, I watched comedy. this film by him. I think it was by him called Parenthood, and it was a comedy. It was 
I'd much rather rewatch that than like any of his dramas. <laughs> Maybe Apollo 13, I'd watch that again, I think. Um, yeah. Uh, look, I think... I would never watch this film in any circumstance, but I think uh, it made me actually appreciate Glenn and Amy because they made it kind of watchable with their performances. Like, Gabriel and, like, we haven't really talked about the other guy, the younger... The boy. Oh, um, the boy, he just looks kind of... He's just... He just sort of... God... Like, looks confused god bless him because but because he did he was given scenes like quote yeah. unquote scenes he got and a lot he of big scenes. messed up a lot of them like he just yeah. didn't have the right he wasn't he's not an attract i also think there's an, the way some, there's an abundance of scenes like big scenes because it feels like we are going from one huge like oh this is their moment to the next like Amy get has to do like three in a row. And after a while, you get exhausted by a massive monologue. You're like, give me a break. Like, mm. come on. Let's just like, you know, pedal, idle, yeah, the, idle the motor for a some, little bit. Give some, me some sweetness and motive. Like, and there's some downtime. Which yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah, he started out, we were like, oh, has he got a bit of subtlety? And it's like, nah. His, no. When he has to like be emotive and like, like, yeah, particularly expressive. It just gets a bit too big. Yeah, so Ron dropped the ball. Gabriel dropped the ball. We need to find this actor's name because we keep referring to him. Owen, is that what his name Yeah, is? Owen. Yeah, I see that Owen. like three times. Owen. Check the tapes. Um, <laughs> well, you dropped the ball too high, and I'm sorry. Freda, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, uh, his Haley last name <laughs> is Owen Etz. Uh, et, it's it's Talos. It's Talos. Right. Let me see that. Um, and you know who else dropped the ball? Screenwriter. Yeah. Vanessa Taylor, you dropped the ball. The screenwriter. Yeah. She <laughs> co-wrote um, The Shape of Water. That's all I know. Oh from wow. Her. Yeah. So you know. Hey. <laughs> what is The Shape of Water? Oh, The Shape of Water. <laughs> what? <laughs> like what for a moment, I was thinking water? water for elephants, and then yeah, oh, all okay, the water films. I got there. Yeah. Yeah. And well, Divergent. This, right. this doesn't feel like a passion project for her. <laughs> no. Well, you know, maybe she lucked out. Like, who yeah. knows? We'll see what her next thing is. Yeah. Well, it's time to check our bag, see how many Sorry, bottles. I think it's called Good Terminator, Bad Terminator, or Neutral, James. There could be no, could be no neutral Terminators. Well, we could, <laughs> but I don't think we would have any neutrals. Yeah. All right. Bag or Biff, team. Bag or Biff. Well, I think I am looking at what I'm seeing is like a liquidy kind of material and it's forming into Jason Patrick. That's right. It's forming into a bad Terminator from T2. This is a stone called Stinker. The the exoskeleton is revealed and I am seeing wild eyes and uh, get rid of it. It's a bad Terminator from me. Um, this is a good time for me to reveal to you guys. I have not seen any of the Terminator films. Oh, cool. And I, until I saw this trailer, I didn't realize you could have good Terminators. I thought they were just bad guys. Wait, what? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I thought they were the villains. Uh, no, nah, Annie's, Annie's good in the second mm, and uh, most other ones. Right. Cool. Was he terminating then? Well, Jason Patrick is the terminating. Bad, yeah. Um, he's the so bad terminator. He's the bad terminator. Yeah, but like, what's the what do good terminators terminate? Uh, the other terminator. <laughs> terminators see, terminate. 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 Um, yeah, he becomes like a father figure like a, too. A job, a title. Right. Yeah. I see. Okay. Mm. Uh, anyway, this is a bit from me. Uh, I, Wait, I feel sorry. Like I what what are you what's saying? A biff? What's a it's biff? A, <laughs> this this film is a bad terminator. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
Um, I've talked about all my reasons why. I don't want to go over them again. Yeah. Uh, it's just not very good. It's think, not very interesting to watch. As I a think if you've listened to the pod, I think you'd know what our opinions <laughs> are. Um, look, I think it's like Papa. It has moments where it's like, could be a good Terminator. Like, I don't know. Maybe like neutral. Like, But overall... What a waste of my fucking time! <laughs> Bad Terminator. Bad what are we Terminator. doing here? Yeah, I'm still. I still love Glenn and Amy though. They yeah. didn't embarrass themselves here. No, I think they they, <laughs> yeah. they still have our respect. Yeah. Despite being in this film. And I look forward to Hillbilly Elegy too. Like, <laughs> Electric. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. What, what's going to happen now? Because one of them's dead. And the other ones at their lowest. Oh yeah, Bev is still alive. Bev's good still for alive. her. She's six She's years sober. Six years sober, so good job. Yeah, good so job. So congrats to her. Yeah. I wonder how they feel about how she feels about the film. Mm. Who knows? I bet JD is loving her, but he's tweeting out some more egregious shit. Um, <laughs> well, talking of tweeting egregious shit, check out the Mixed Bag Podcast on Twitter. <laughs> On Instagram and Facebook. But basically Twitter's where it's at. That's where I can get my, my silliest. Yeah, yeah, we are coming down to the end of the year, guys. And Ooh, we've yeah. we've got a few things lined up in the future. Definitely Indeed. one Christmas movie. We'll have a Christmas special. Yeah. yeah some some treats. Yeah. Uh, so make sure you follow along. Um, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, you can tweet about it. and Or let your friends know. Because uh, the social media is the best way of uh, helping us spread the word. Indeed. We do not put any money into this show. Mm. So... Um, doing call-outs, doing shout-outs if you like uh, a little bag with a bit of mix of bottles and bags. Yeah, and if, if you want to come along and and join in mixing the bag, yeah, give us a tap. Yeah, tap. 2021, a world of possibility. Yeah, it's um, going to be a new year, new day, new dawn, new president, new Terminator. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so get in touch in the socials or via email mixbagcontact at gmail.com. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Bye. Yes, that's the, that's the two-minute soundtrack. Uh...